Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark. Today, we have a special guest with us, and that is Maria. Maria, will you please share with us a little bit more about you? Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. You may have seen me around uh, home base a few times. I am a program coordinator at New Pathways, and I am also a facilitator, so you may have seen me at power-up sessions, and I am also a mentor, so I wear multiple hats. Yeah, and so I invited Maria to come in today to dive into this topic of declaration. And so if you remember back to your three-and-a-half-day launch, Declaration refers to a statement that describes the biggest possibility of ourselves and shapes our identity, our relationships, our promises, and our actions. And so it's this powerful statement that paints a picture of our highest potential and molds the very core of who we are. And so our declaration statements hold immense power. I like to look at them as guiding stars, helping to navigate our actions and helping us to get clear on our identities and who we are. So I'm curious, Maria, what is your declaration? So I am Maria, and I am disciplined, brave, and adventurous. Yes, you are. And I'm curious, how have those qualities supported you in your own life? I definitely want to embody them uh, a little bit more in my life. And so uh, I, I guess the big one right now is disciplined. I want to be more intentional in working out more, um, sticking to my diet a little bit more. And so um, I guess the, the purpose it serves, it's, it keeps me accountable in a sense. Um, it reminds me that I have that capacity within myself, even though sometimes I might forget. Um, so it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder that I am all of these things, even though at times I may not feel that I am. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And it is, it's a powerful reminder that serves us. And so it's important that we remember our declaration. For some of us, that might mean putting it somewhere. Mm -hmm. I know for a while I had it on my wallpaper on my phone so I could see those three words. And as I think about mine, you know, so I mark declare myself to be grounded, resilient, and flexible. Yes, you are. And, um, you know, yeah, the grounded one has been really important for me. And I feel like over the last year, there's been a lot of transition, a lot of change. I've been supporting more things at New Pathways than ever before. And so just remembering to return back to my breath or feeling the ground beneath me has really helped me when things have felt, felt really rocky. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then resilient and flexible have also been really powerful as well too. So today we're going to kind of explore declaration and we really wanted to kind of revisit one of the models that we briefly introduced to you at the three and a half day launch, because it helps us to really understand how we can bring about change in our lives and how declaration fits in that as we think about creating a new way of being, showing up in the different, showing up in the world in a more authentic way. So this is the three panel model. And I know Maria is very familiar with it because in the facilitator training program, we spend some extensive time here. And so panel one, we consider as the foundation of our lives. We're born into a certain family and a certain set of culture, each with its own unique narratives and interpretations. 
And then these narratives, these stories, shape the lens through which we view the world and leave a lasting impact. So how our parents go about the world, what they're afraid of, all of that impacts and influences us. And all this is being shaped, our personality, between the ages of zero and nine. And then panel two is where we start to internalize all of these narratives that we've been exposed to from our culture, our family, society, and we answer some fundamental questions about ourselves. Things like, who am I? Who are others? What is mine to do? And how do we engage with our environment? And so we kind of create these identities about ourselves. And so if you remember back at launch, we identified some of these as, I'm the strong one, or I'm the caretaker, I'm the funny one, I'm the invisible one. So we create these identities about who we are, and then we cut off other parts of ourselves. And so our full authentic self isn't able to emerge. And so panel three is where we have the opportunity to invite change. And so we encounter what we call an interruption. So it's a moment in our lives that forces us to pause and reflect on the story about who we are, these identities. It's kind of like a reset button. And these interruptions then challenge us to look at our lives in different ways and can invite us to acquire new language and a new set of practices to shift how we're showing up in the world. And interruptions are truly only interruptions if we allow them to shape us, shift us, invite us into something new. And so declaration is inserted here because declaration is about language. It helps us to identify who are we and who do we want to become. So it's this intentional choice to choose qualities that are there, but we don't remember to recall often. And so by having this statement, it's a reminder that, oh, I have these other three qualities that I can call forward in any moment. When I'm uncomfortable, I'm feeling doubt, my rival or my unconscious story is at play. And what's important for us today, especially in this podcast episode, is recognizing that the language is key. We have to have that language so we can observe and notice and be in reflection. The other side, though, is all about practice. We actually have to put things into action to develop skills to show up as our full authentic selves. So just because we're telling ourselves we are these three things, it's not going to go anywhere unless we're actually developing the skills to show up as those three qualities. So let's kind of like explore an example And so think of someone, maybe you know a person in your life who is very fast-paced and they're living this impatient way of living. And likely this was a way of being that was shaped early in childhood. So this, this adult, when they were a child, might have grown up with parents who had really high expectations. Maybe this individual, when they were a child, they saw a lot of impatience in others. They might have grew up in an environment where there was strong emphasis on quick decision-making, and perhaps they experienced a set of trauma or traumas that influenced the fight-or-flight response. So it's recognizing that, again, right, this way of being was shaped early on in life. And there could be some great things that can come from 
having this fast-paced way of being, and we know that there can be some challenges and limitations if we think about that applying in all areas of life. So I'm curious for you, Maria, when you think of a person who has this fast-paced, more impatient way of being, what might be some of the limitations or challenges that this person might have in, in certain relationships or in certain spaces? So I think when you bring that question, it's more so uh, in, like increased stress um, because there's almost an expectation happening for the person that things are going to be moving along a certain way. So maybe there might be a lot of stress within the things we can't control. And there might also be uh, a lot of body responses to that. And so um, being really hasty in, in, and not reflecting and allowing ourselves to slow down and think about what is happening within ourselves, like uh, what is triggering me, what is uh, making me react a certain way to certain things. So I think more so of when we were going through life, so quickly, it doesn't allow us to slow down and really, one, smell the roses, and two, reflect, why am I showing up the way I am? What is triggering me? So much to explore there. Yeah, yeah I really appreciate hearing the idea of grasping. We might be grasping at something, and so because we're grasping at something that happens so quickly, it creates that stress. And and then again, I really appreciate also the, the limitation of we're not able to learn or grow because we're moving so quickly and we're not slowing it mm -hmm. slowing down enough to really reflect. And so it's important to recognize that again, this way of being, this impatient kind of fast-paced way of being can serve us well in a certain regard. But if we get fixed on this narrative, we lock into this identity and that's who we are at all times, that's where it's going to be a challenge. So we could imagine that this person maybe has some sort of interruption and suddenly they get to look at their life in a way and say, wow, is this working for me? This fast paced and patient way of being, what else could be possible if I start to slow down? If I start to really allow people to move at their own pace and support life, just unfolding how it wants to unfold. And so they may realize that, you know, I want to allow another quality to come forward. So quality of patience. And maybe before this interruption, they would have said, I'm not a very patient person, though they likely could look back and say, there's evidence in my life of where I showed up patiently. And I really want to be intentional, more conscious about allowing that quality to come forward. So that could show up in their declaration statement that patient could be one of those three qualities. So I'm... Um, I'm curious, Maria, let's kind of explore like how this quality of patience can positively impact one's life. And I'm sure mentors are thinking about that. You're like, oh, well, it's kind of obvious. And yeah, maybe it is. But let's just kind of bring this forward. I think it definitely affects decision making. Uh, like I said before, it um, when you're not living differently than in a patient way, you can go by really fast through everything. And so patience really allows us to slow down and reflect and not even just our thoughts, but even our nervous system, um, letting go of attachments we might have uh, can also increase our empathy for other people. So if maybe we're holding a sense of impatience, if we want everything to go by really quickly, we can be really impatient towards other people. 
our empathy kind of isn't there because we can't understand the way somebody's maybe wanting to take things slow, process things. So um, mm-hmm. it does increase your, your empathy a lot more when you are showing up in a patient manner. And obviously mental, well, not obviously, but like mental health, I think your mental health will also improve when you allow yourself to slow down, take things easy, allow yourself and give yourself the permission to step away when it's needed. Yeah. And it goes back to this whole stress response you talked about. So if somebody's living in a very fast paced environment, their nervous system is likely activated quite a bit. So patient allows that nervous mm-hmm. system to slow down, Definitely. healing to occur. So as we said earlier, you know, just want to emphasize again that crafting a declaration statement, identifying quality like patience is just the first step. And we really have to be in active practice for a true shift in one's way of being. So it's not about a one-time switch. It really requires consistent effort and commitment to be up to this decla- declaration. So thinking about what are some practices that an individual could take on to cultivate patience, you know, we talk about a lot of these in the power-ups, but mindful meditation is one that can slow us down, invite us to check in with ourselves. Of course, another one could be journaling or being in reflective writing. We could also do something like mindful walking, where we just slow down and use our five senses and engage with the environment. Curious, Maria, for you, can you think of any other practices that one could take on to help cultivate the quality of patience? Yeah, I think definitely uh, practicing gratitude, like a gratitude journal to add onto the journal portion that you just mentioned. Um, Just being aware of the things that when you allow yourself to slow down, that you can be grateful for something so small as mm-hmm. maybe one day you're having a headache and you took Tylenol. So being super grateful for, for Tylenol that day um, allows us to slow down and really connect to something so small, right, can bring joy to your life. I think, too, having like a mood meter up it has really helped me uh, where I check in and um, I log my my emotions three times a day and sometimes my emotions are all over the place and so uh, sometimes it's really nice to see and having that self-attunement on what was happening for me today and what maybe was triggering it so that that comes with patience too is when you slow down and you reflect what what was I doing at that time of the day that made me feel anxious mm-hmm. it allows patience and all of that to come through. Yeah, some some great ideas. And mentors, the app that Maria was using is or referring to is called How We Feel. And so it's one that you can download and be able to check in with your emotions. And so, uh, so we wanted to kind of walk you through that example just to kind of understand the opportunity for an interruption and how that declaration quality of patience is important. And I also have to put it into practice. So let's talk a little bit about how we can support our own youth with their declarations. So one way we can do that is by sharing our own personal experiences with our declarations as mentors and what we've been learning from our own reflection and practice. 
And so if you're sitting here in the moment, listening to this podcast and going, oh crap, I haven't touched my declaration in a while, then now is a great time to re-explore and identify what are those three qualities that you want to show up as in your own life and how can you start to bring that into practice so you can be on this journey with your youth as well. And again, remember it's crucial for mentees to remember their own declarations so we can offer some really practical techniques for reinforcing memory. One thing we could do is every time they get into our car on an outing or heading to power up, we could ask them, who are you? And invite them to say it maybe three times. Uh, We can also explore various practices that are aligned with these qualities. So what are things that they could take on that could support them in showing up as these qualities in their own life? So you could do a brainstorming session together and identify all of these things. And some of these could even turn into an outing experience. Perhaps we're gonna go step into an activity, practice this quality together, and then reflect on how we're learning. Maria, can you think of any other ideas of how mentors can support their own youth? Uh, Definitely, like you said, with writing it down and placing it somewhere that you can see it. At times, I can even forget my own. So I will admit, I don't know my mentee's declaration off the top of my head. And so that's also an invitation, I think, right now realizing this. of Maybe I I don't only need to write mine down, but also my mentees um and being aware that that is something that is in their essence and i that's my role right to remind them that that is who they are and who they're trying to embody more and uh so yeah definitely writing it down and placing it somewhere where we can see it i think is a good start for something i i also think um the more you say it to each other, the more you're more likely to remember it. So like you said, saying it to each other in the car could be a good start as well. Yeah. As you were sharing, I was just thinking another good idea could be reminding our youth that we're seeing these qualities in them so we can give them specific examples of how they've been showing up as these qualities just to remind them, yep, you're, you're this person. You already have these qualities in there. So mentors, our call to action after today's podcast is to take a moment to reflect on your own journey with your personal declaration. How does it resonate with you? And what possibilities do you want to manifest in your own life? And then thinking about supporting our mentors, you have a vital role in guiding them on their own journey of self-discovery and growth. So commit to discussing declaration with your mentee during your next interaction and encourage them to practice embodying the qualities they aspire to possess. And of course, we can be their source of encouragement and support as they navigate this process. And then as always, we invite you to connect with your program coordinator and share the insights you've gained from this podcast episode. Discuss how you plan to apply what you've learned to support your own mentee. So Maria, I do want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And mentors, thank you for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.